2: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
3: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Three lines open for you, 800 966 wtic 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems and issues. And everything we've talked about is posted and, and Facebooked and tweeted. And We don't do Instagram. <laughs> That's the one we don't do. Let's go on to Greg in Burlington. Hey, Greg, what's
0: up?
4: Hi. Uh, I've got two things, really. Sure. Um, one of them I uh, I talked to you a little bit about last week. When we ran into a hard break. Okay. It um, was my... Um, laptop, Dell laptop,
5: mm-hmm.
4: after you're using it for a while, you get the blue screen of death.
3: Oh, yes, I and remember your call. You,
4: you guys, you guys told me, you know, do the diagnostics on the thing. I did and everything passed
3: 100%. Oh, another Dell with everything um, passing. Okay. Okay.
4: I didn't get to tell you the full story, all right? All right. Um, this thing worked fine with Windows 10 until December when they came out with the New Windows Ten, yeah. whatever it was,
3: probably a okay. Creators Update.
4: All right, that's when I started having the problem. The day after that, downloaded.
3: I hear you. Unfortunately, though, you can't always make that logical connection. Uh huh. Because if if that if the issue was that that update caused this issue, it would be on millions of computers, right? Because it's been updating constantly, so you can't necessarily link the update to your blue screen. I know you want to.
4: I, I I understand that. But if I okay. don't give you all the information, you know, you said, well, why didn't you tell us?
3: How no, no, you know? I appreciate that, Greg, because you it, wouldn't it, believe. Yeah. No, you're right. We hear of a lot of users that will be like, oh, well, yeah, by the way, I did drop it. Uh, they tell you that afterwards. Um, right. So you're right. No, we do appreciate all the information. But um, I don't think it was that. So everything tests out green. So your hardware is testing fine. So you could just have a corrupt operating system that uh-huh. could have become corrupt due to the update. You could have had a bad update or something happened or after the update over time, something else happened to your operating system to cause it to be corrupt. Uh, clearly, there's something wrong with it. And if, and if we are going to assume the diagnostics are correct, and Bob may not assume that they are, uh, <laughs> but let's just go on that premise for now, uh, you must have a problem with your operating system. And in that case, I would contend it's time for a wipe and a reload, um, which stinks. Um, or you can try to do a system recovery and go back. Uh, back to the time prior, but going back to December of this year or whatever you feel is the most stable point in, in its life may be impossible, you know?
4: Well, that, well that, that's that's it. I can't find a restore point for
3: nah. that far back. Yeah, you, See, okay. that's
1: one of the things with some of the updates. It sets the recovery uh, restore point, uh, the amount of data or space that it, it reserves for your recovery data, right. your restore points, right. down to like right. 1% now. Yeah, And I that always would... bump it up to 10% because that only gives you room for, like, maybe one or two restore points, which isn't enough.
3: Yeah. And because Microsoft yeah. takes up so much of your drive, especially with solid-state drives that are typically smaller, right. they are they have another issue. They can't take up too much space for recovery. So I think you're due for a wipe and a reload here, Greg, whether you like it or not. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Do you have your disks? Well,
4: what, what I'm afraid of is just yeah. had Windows 7 in it.
3: Okay, like, like the previous do,
4: color. Do, if I do a reload... Yep. Is it going to go back to Windows
3: Seven? Yeah, and okay, then then, then you're going to have to Windows update it. It, it. Bob just talked to somebody recently about this. Uh, it should have some sort of hashed algorithm that will allow it to update again. It should should in quotes. I <laughs> uh-huh. have those in okay. air quotes. <laughs> yeah. How old is the machine, Look, too, Greg? How old is this computer? Uh, it,
4: it, it's older. Uh, it had XP, and I upgraded. Oh, it stop. To Windows Seven, and then from Windows Seven. Oh, to
3: Greg. 10. Oh my gosh! So that would have been more important to tell me. That would have
1: been the whole story, my friend. You know uh-huh. what? I think I know the problem. <laughs> the newer Windows Ten isn't compatible with the old processors. It,
3: yeah, all sorts of issues there, man. That's an ancient machine. Uh, yeah.
4: I know. prehistoric. Uh, well, the the problem is yeah. some of the, when I upgraded to Windows 10, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. uh some things like my scanner and stuff still work. Uh-huh. But when I try them on my new Windows 10 machine that had Windows 10 from the factory kind of thing, yeah. It, the drivers are no good. Yeah.
3: You may have to try older drivers. drivers. You can go online and try to get older drivers for those devices and see if they work. And they
1: have universal drivers that are not necessarily specific to your model, just Uh to your manufacturer. That may work.
3: Yeah. But to
1: your point Uh, earlier...
4: I've I've tried a couple of things on that, and... The only thing I can figure is, okay, this one had Windows 7, so the drivers still work, but yeah, the new no. one, they just, they just don't work.
3: Greg, pronounce it dead, my friend. It is That,
1: that thing has got to be a decade old. See, if you run. Or older. You go and you run a WinVer, mm. you'll find out uh-huh. what version of Windows 10 that you have, if assuming that it's running. Right. And uh-huh. you got to realize that Windows 10 is the last version of Windows. So you go back a ways, and it'll like be a 1600, 1603 you know, 16.08 or something like that, and 16.09. But the point is, then it goes to, like, 17, and now they're up to version 18.03. Yeah, which right. So you see what's happening is, is it's Windows 10. It's going to always be Windows 10, but right. they're going to have different versions of Windows 10, and the right. newer versions... Uh, I can't believe it's even working reasons.
3: on this hardware. I can't believe it didn't exactly. say it wouldn't allow. I can't believe it even allowed you to do it, Greg. But I, that little piece of information... That should have been your first piece. It's ten year old. It's a it's an XP that you've upgraded.
4: It was was working fine for. I hear you. December and then all of a sudden, boom.
3: I hear you. I I, think you got to pronounce it dead. I I don't think you should spend a moment on this thing, if it's that old. (laughs) I think you've got. You literally need to e cycle that thing and move on. Just step away. Step away from the machine.
4: I, I kind of have, but I just like the old machine. I hear you. You know, it's it's one of those deals. Um, I mean, you know, you're talking about Microsoft taking up all, all that space. Yeah. Uh, My wife had a, a Surface. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And we just had to go and buy a new Surface because her old Surface would not work. Yeah. Because all the updates that went in it filled the hard drive,
3: mm-hmm. and
4: now, yep. now it's a, a boat anchor, basically. Where do
3: you think Microsoft saw that happen? They're just following Apple. Yeah.
4: Tell me about
3: it. So that's why we don't sell them. We sell um, HP Elite X2s. HP's been right. building devices for many more years prior than Microsoft. So it's, you know, I just I can't well, believe Microsoft's I doing the same the thing to reason, their folks. Go ahead. If we could have found something equivalent to the Surface, we would not have bought the Surface. Yeah, Elite X2. Check out um, the uh, HP Elite X2. That is the equivalent, although it's better. Um, and it won't do that to you. Well, it's <laughs> Too late now. Too, too
4: late now. I spent I the 1500 bucks. Jeez,
3: um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but this one is pronounce it dead, get it e uh-huh. move along.
4: Okay. And the other problem I'm having. All right. Okay. I have a Windows 7 machine mm-hmm. that, of course, they upgraded to Windows 10. Right. And now every time I turn it on, and now this is after, what, a year and a half? Or okay. Two years, whatever, whatever they've done this. Mm-hmm. It says my activation is ending. Ending? Yes.
3: Is this is this the surface? And
4: no, no. Nope, nope, this is a desktop. Okay. It says my activation is ending, and go to my settings. Right. All right. So I go to my settings, and it says, you know, go to call your Microsoft store and purchase Microsoft Pro for a new license. You know, to get the numbers
3: yeah to, uh, know, yeah if you it purchased in. it legitimately, which it might be on the side of your computer, um, the key might be there. you could always call Microsoft and say hey this is I need you to update my license uh, making sure it's active and legitimate. Well,
4: um, I, like I say, I, mine has the, the sticker for Windows 7 on it. That's it okay have a win, window, you
3: know now you're so. Windows 10. now you've been upgraded to Windows 10. Right yeah you just need to call Microsoft and tell them the story. And uh-huh. they they should be able to revalidate that operating system for you.
4: Yeah, but that just never you know it's just ridiculous.
3: It is uh, ridiculous. Yes, you got better things to do, right, Greg?
4: You're telling me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate you guys. and I appreciate your information. You know, even though you know you're telling me I got a boat anchor. You here. do, man.
3: Don't All mess right, with that
4: probably. machine. Well, I, I you know another another part of this is. Um, I was in my when I was in Microsoft buying that new Surface for my wife. Mm -hmm. You know, like I say, I you know, that was her decision.
3: Begrudgingly. Um, (laughs) uh,
4: There was another uh, fellow there, and he was having a blue screen problem. Mm -hmm. And Microsoft's answer was, was, Oh, okay, your hard drive is bad. Mm -hmm. Put a new hard drive in, and we'll reload your system for X amount of dollars, and Mm -hmm. then you're going to be good to go. Yeah. You know.
3: That happens. I mean, the hardware happens. As far if the machine is under a certain age, that makes sense. In your case, mm-hmm. it makes no sense.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay.
4: All right, Greg. Thanks. I appreciate it.
3: Our pleasure, sir. Thanks for calling. We're going to be here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online 800-966-WTIC, WTIC five two two WTIC four lines wide open. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Yes, they're still married. <laughs> it's good to hear. <laughs> get the updates about the royal wedding. Yeah, and we'll yes, I see love what the news trumpets. is tomorrow. <laughs> no, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I just love the trumpets, though. Um, really quick, before we get back to your calls, I wanted to bring this up because here in, in Connecticut, our, our legislature is messing around with net metering on solar. So if you had planned your calculations on your net metering payback, they're, they're, they're screwing with it here in Hartford. And um, California, because we always follow what California does, right? So I'm bringing this up because this is coming to a to a Connecticut home near you. California is mandating that you have to put rooftop solar on your new building projects, your home or whatever you're building. You must put a rooftop solar on there as of 2020. And um, so, again, I would contend, guys in California, just be careful. They're going to change your net metering calculations there, too uh but uh this is an expensive approach and uh i'm going to put a link up here from uh the MIT technology review where basically the headline is california's rooftop solar rule is a pricey path to emissions reductions uh, because really the right thing to do with solar is to deal with large installations you know big power plants built on solar not these individual green berets on your houses and basically the residential solar system costs between 12.9 and 16.7 cents per kilowatt hour uh where a a more utility scale solar system can range down to 4.4 to 6.6 cents the other key about this that you need to understand is because of the fact that the utility grid is regulated by folks they've never really upgraded it to just to deal with all these little solar um Uh, systems being popped on these houses. So there's all sorts of problems with the fact that the grid can't handle all this juice coming back onto it in California and other places. And you're going to cause a bigger problem with the grid itself that it has to then be upgraded to deal with all these uh, little solar installations. Um, So I'm going to put this out here. This is MIT Technology Review. These are smarter people than me uh, talking about why this is a bad idea. Uh, the reason they're doing it is because is it's is easily understood by folks. Hey, put a solar it's, it's on you. It's a good thing. It's, we're trying to help the planet. But they're going to harm California.
1: <laughs> During my travels as a road trip, I was listening to the radio, WTIC, of course. Yeah. And they had an article or they, they were reporting about the fact that they've discovered that since they've got all this solar, the cost of electricity is going up. And I was thinking that couldn't be due to the fact that if you get on the grid and you sell your excess electricity back to the at electric full retail company, retail you're too. selling it at full retail, mm-hmm. which is more expensive than the hotel price, which they have to pass along to people.
3: Yeah, we're, anybody who's not on the solar is subsidizing the rest of them. Um, so I, I figured I'd put this up for you to take a look at uh, – again, this is a smarter guy than me talking about this and uh, why this kind of mandate. And this is, again, what these politicians do. Uh, they think they're helping you. Well, and this is a technology thing because it comes down to the – great. I love the fact that solar is free power, but you got to be prepared for it. The system has to be able to accept it.
1: You, you so have we'll see to, what happens. You have to realize that Connecticut and California are both – That's what I'm worried to, about. <laughs> – are both joined to the <laughs> Borg Collective.
3: I know. We'll see if that happens, <laughs> continues in November, but – Ugh. Yeah, I can just see it coming to Connecticut near you. Let's go to uh, your calls again. We're going to go to Brendan in Manchester. Hey, Brendan, what's up? Hey,
0: man, how you doing? Today?
3: Doing fine. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Um got a question. I'm in a situation where there's Wi-Fi available in the environment that I'm in right now. I haven't accessed it yet because I don't have a means to access it right now. So what I'm looking for is what you might recommend for, like, the most economical as well as ergonomical way to do that, because I'd like to be able to do a lot of typing and stuff.
3: Uh, So you're talking about what type of laptop you need or what type of computer you need?
0: See, that's what I'm... I'm a laptop guy. I don't Mm -hmm. have one available to me right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about going that route, obviously, but other people I'm talking to are throwing out ideas like iPads and whatnot. I'm not an Apple guy, but I'm not adverse to that type of an environment. I just wanted to see if that kind of thing would even make sense for what I'm trying to accomplish.
3: Well, if you like typing, um, you want to find a nice, comfortable keyboard for you.
0: Well, that's what I kind of figured. That's why I was thinking laptop, right?
3: Exactly. Um, So I guess my recommendation would be for you to go to a store and, and try out the different laptops that are out there, even Apple devices, whatever you want to try, to see what's got the most comfortable keyboard. An iPad, even typing on the screen, they might have a, a little little uh, keyboards you can attach, but they're going to be kind of tiny.
0: And that sounds like it would be a pain in the neck, and that's, mm-hmm. I don't want to stay away from that, obviously. I mean, yeah. I want the comfort factor to be a big part of it. Right. Bob? If sister.
1: you're uh, a laptop type of person, you can kind of get the best of both worlds with one of those Elite X2s.
3: Yeah. What we had talked about earlier is it's like a tablet, a 12-inch tablet that has a very nice keyboard on it, and even a Surface, same thing. Um so I would check, check all these out. As far as your my advice, it really comes down to your comfort and how much, how much of a keyboard you need to type well.
0: N- not much, actually. I'm pretty adept at it. I don't need anything large. I just don't want a single it, if you know what I'm saying.
3: I do, yeah. So, yeah, I think um, your best bet really is to try a few different keyboards out, see the comfort level where your wrists are going to rest and how it's going to work for you. You can even attach... Full-size keyboards. I think you can even attach a full-size Bluetooth keyboard to a to an iPad-style device. Um, now, the
0: Elite X2 that you mentioned, hmm. what is that exactly? It's
3: a Surface. It's like a Surface. It's a very portable laptop with a tear-off keyboard uh, and a touchscreen monitor.
0: And that's a Microsoft environment. It's
3: a it's a Windows environment. Yeah, Windows 10.
0: Okay, because I'd rather stay in that direction to, to begin with, too. Yeah.
3: There's a lot of places have these that you can actually you know take a look at in the showroom, and then you can always buy it online. All right. Um, but that's what I'd recommend, brother. I
0: appreciate it. I'll check that out. Thanks for your time. You got it, sir. Have a good day. You too.
3: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: So the nice part about that is if you really want a tablet for whatever you're doing, right, you can just tear off the keyboard, the keyboard. so to speak, and then it's, it's a tablet. And yeah,
3: it's a great. Best of both worlds. Very portable, very powerful. Uh, We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to stick around. We've got two lines open for you. Bob and Mark, hang on. Everything we've talked about has been posted at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show, .com. And on uh, Facebook, if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, you'll go into our news feed. And even during the week, if something comes up that we want you to be aware of in the the technology world, you'll get those posts to your news feed. We don't abuse you. You're going to get most of your your posts on the weekend. Then um, again, if the news feed, uh, Zuckerberg allows it, it'll get to your news feed. And then, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Tab Uh And it'll go right to your Twitter feed. Right after you read Donald Trump's post, you can look at ours. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Just quickly on that whole solar discussion about m- the mandate that California is having to put panels panels on your house the brand new building you're putting up um, Tesla has come up with something that's much smarter the market all by itself without any government mandate although they've been subsidized forever so we can't go there but uh, the um, Tesla sold a roof now that makes a whole lot of sense to me if I have to when I'm gonna look at repair, repair uh, replacing my roof shingles which maybe I'll be doing in the next five or eight, six years, wouldn't it make more sense to do both the shingles and the solar at the same time with solar shingles? Problem solved. These are very durable. They work just like solar panels.
1: They last longer.
3: And why would and I don't need to deal with tearing my panels off every time I've got to change out, change my roof shingles. So that seems to me to be the future, and the market is coming up with it now. They've already mandated panels in California, so they're already kind of behind the times, right?
1: Yeah, and they've outlawed those solar or the um, the the Tesla Wall.
3: You can't. Yeah, you can't somehow uh, use the panels the to battery. store it. Yeah, yeah,
1: you can't store it in a battery so that at night you're drawing off the, the grid. A grid that a power that you generated with your panels. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> to but, supply electricity to your own home. To,
3: yeah, and your neighbor. So I, check out solar the, the Tesla solar roof. That to me seems like where we should be going. That's eh, just me. I don't know, but we got smarter politicians mandating what we should be doing, so we'll we'll just keep going that way. So that's worked out for us. Let's go to Bob in Manchester. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you? Doing fine. How are you?
4: I'm doing pretty good. I got a question. I have a year old Dell computer that was preloaded with McAfee antivirus. Okay. Should I renew it or just go with the
2: Windows Defender?
3: You could just go with the Windows Defender. It's a fairly good antivirus, and it's free, but you need to also implement OpenDNS. Have you done that?
5: I have done that because I talked to you guys about a year ago. I had a problem on my old computer, and yes, I did. I I listened.
3: All right, And, and you've had good luck so far?
5: So far, so good.
3: All right, and so, yeah, I'd recommend Defender is fine for your home use. It's not good for business. Don't do this for your business, but for home use, those two combinations is pretty darn good.
1: Just make sure when you uninstall your antivirus that you reactivate Defend. Windows, Defender. Windows Defender.
5: Okay, great. Thanks a lot, guys.
3: All right, Bob. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. So, uh, good. Somebody's listening out there. <laughs> Let's go to Mark in Bristol.
5: Hey, Mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. How are you doing today? Fine, fine. How are you? Good. got a simple one for you, but I have to give you this disclaimer first. After Greg's call, my laptop is an older machine upgraded to Windows 10 with a solid-state drive.
3: Okay, how old, though, is it? His his was, like, ancient old from XP.
5: Well, this isn't that far. This is an old Vista machine.
3: Oh, brother.
5: Okay. (laughs) let's see what what we can do. Thank
1: you for full disclosure. Still 2007, so that's still 10 years old. Yeah.
5: Right. I would guess that. I didn't want you to hang up on me. (laughs) I would never do that to anybody. (laughs) No, I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, It is a dual-core T7800 processor in a Dell uh, D830 laptop, and it works fine for me. Solid-state, drives, everything. Okay. The issue I'm having lately, it's pretty simple to to state, but I don't know what the answer is. Uh, The Wi-Fi connection, when I turn the machine on from being off completely, does not connect. Mm -hmm. If I turn it completely off again, no, if actually, I think even if I restart it, it connects the second time. A hundred percent of the time, it connects the second time. That's weird. Yeah, and I don't know if it's Windows 10 and the machine's too old, like as in the Greg's case. Or,
3: yeah, the driver.
5: Or, yeah. But you know, ironically, what it does is the second, the first time, when it can't seem to connect, it, it pops up the Dell driver or the Dell icon asking me if I want to use Dell's, um, Dell's connection to the Wi-Fi. Hmm. And and then I try and go through that procedure and I can't connect, so I have to restart. And you
3: do a soft restart and it works every time.
5: Every every actually every second time I start the machine, it connects. Hmm. But the first first time it never does. It's particularly bad because if I go to a meeting and I'm a little bit late and I need to get online real quickly. I've got to reboot the machine twice.
3: You're using this for work?
5: Well, I, I'm a volunteer for <laughs> oh. uh, 501c3, and I'm the secretary, so I have to take notes. Gotcha.
1: Um, I'd recommend you uninstall the Dell Connection Manager. I think that's your problem.
5: Hmm. That's a good idea. They could be competing, I guess. It, yeah. yeah,
1: it's trying to take over from Windows, and then Windows is uh, apparently. I'm I'm guessing that you don't have the Dell Connection Manager in your system tray when it connects. Um,
5: n- not if it can exactly. Not if it connects. If it fails to connect, then I have the icon for the Dell. System connection
1: manager. So the Dell Connection Manager is disabling the Windows piece, mm-hmm. and okay. then you're having a problem with it. Hmm.
5: Okay. Yeah, try that.
3: that. Yeah. The other idea, Mark, is if you if you want, go out and get a USB thumb drive, wireless thumb, not not drive, but thumb-style uh, wireless right. connection, and just try that rather than the built-in one that's so old it might have in these issues. And I bet you it might interface better. That's um, a
5: good thought. I actually have one of those, so I will give that a try. There you go. And he thought the only thought that I had was possibly it's a laptop and it's docked at home, and I leave the battery in it. But I was wondering if I take the battery out, is does, would that have any ramifications on capacitors and things being stored when I shut it down at night?
3: No, no, no. no? This is probably a driver issue again. It's old, old machine. It yeah. did, it has no idea what Windows Vista was all about, and you, that's probably the issue as far as what you're talking about having the the competing Dell software yeah. might be interfering.
5: Okay. Well, either way, I can connect. It just takes me two times, so I mm. thought it might have been a simple answer. But the answer is to get a new machine, I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> In the long run, that's the answer, only sure. because it's so old.
5: Yeah. All right. Thanks for help, guys. I appreciate it. Our
3: pleasure, Mark. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We have four lines wide open. Feel free to get online, one 800 522-WTIC. I wanted to bring this up. Uh, this is a Gizmodo uh, article that I found kind of interesting. Police in Concord, California, arrested a teenager earlier this week and charged him with 14 felony counts after discovering the high schooler launched a phishing campaign directed at teachers in order to steal their passwords and change grades. The 16-year-old student, whose name was not released because he's a minor, now that's part of my problem here, 14 felony counts or something, Release the name, that's got to change. I don't care that he's a minor. He's, co- he's committing felonies. Release his name, but we won't go there. Um, We have to protect the the innocent criminal here. Uh, We arrested Wednesday following an investigation launched by local law enforcement. What he was doing was he actually created a website that looked just like the portal that teachers use to deal with kids' grades. He then emailed the teachers uh, in a phishing scheme that asked them to put in their credentials. And, of course, one did. And the moment he had their credentials, because he's capturing their credentials, he logged into the real portal and changed grades. He increased grades for his buddies, and he decreased grades for his not-so-much buddies. (laughs) But um, this guy obviously knows what he's doing when it comes to being um, an IT guy, Uh, so he has a future. But then again, 14 felonies. I'm not sure I want him working for me, and I'd like to know his name. (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know who this guy is so you're not going to hire him? for your company unless he's going to be a white hat now rather than a black hat right now he's a black hat hacker right he's evil right he could change his hat you know like gandalf did and go to be a white hat uh but for now he's uh tricking teachers into messing with their names 14 felony counts Uh, we'll put the link up here for you but i don't know what do you think shouldn't they release his name i don't care that he's a 16 year old he's creating he's committing felonies why are we protecting him I don't understand that. I've never understood that.
1: Well, they could prosecute him, put him in jail, and then tell him he can't touch a computer for the next 20 years. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that wouldn't happen. They're going to slap his wrist. Uh, this is one thing, though, you got to be careful with, guys, when it comes to phishing schemes. There is almost no system out there that would have been able to stop, uh, would have been able to look at his emails as frauds because he created a site that looked just like the portal. And he called it something similar to the portal the teachers were used to sending. He simply sent emails, and then tricked the the um, teachers into filling in their credentials. If they had two-factor authentication on, when they tried to do their their uh, connections, uh, then you would have had maybe some sort of, "Hey, wait a minute! Someone's logging in, and I'm not. It's not me," you know, because the guy took his credentials. He would have then got a, a text saying, "Hey, I'm logging in, uh, but, but but I'm not," and that would have. Stop the kid sooner, but The
1: other thing with the two-factor, though, is it sends a text to your cell phone. It
3: would have gone to the teacher. Right, right, not to the kid. And that would have allowed them to say, hey, wait a minute, I'm not logging in. Someone's hacking. Right. But, of course, two-factor is not running in this case. Uh, But it is an interesting article, 14 felony counts, and they want to protect the kid. Don't want to let you know who he is. Um, I just don't get that. Uh, Maybe I'm too harsh, but I think we should know if a 16-year-old is committing a felony, what his name is. We're going to step out for a quick break. Let's get back to more of your calls. This is Computer Talk. Three lines open for you. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tad. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Dr. Alessi's in. He's getting ready to give you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. And uh, on the line, the great James Aloysius Vicevich. Jim, thanks for calling in. What's up?
2: Hey, Eric. How are you doing? You know, of course, the CIA will take a kid in a heartbeat. Right away. They'll
3: take him now. Oh, right, right. They, he's already got a job, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, he, I, the CIA does not take angels to, to go uh, working for it. So they take him right now, CIA would.
3: Yeah, so basically so the, that's the reason?
2: The kid's got a job. Absolutely
1: the kid has a job. Has oh, wh- a job right out of the gate.
3: Why do you think they don't give us his name, though? Fourteen felonies. He's committing felonies. Why
1: wouldn't they let us know? Because they don't want the... You know. the uh... Russians to know what his name is. (laughs) So the NSA would also be competing for it. That's a good point. (laughs) What do you think, Jim?
2: You drive the price up. Listen, when you said that, I was absolutely uh, jumping out of the car. I was so excited. Absolutely, his name should be released. Uh, I I mean, mean, come on, the kid's a
3: felon. Right. Why do we protect these kids? I mean, we have such issues out there. Why are we protecting them from being felons? I don't understand it. I've never understood it. If you want to teach kids right from wrong, teach well, them what consequences are, too. He's it, not an innocent kid. He the, did that on purpose. He spent a lot of time doing that. The purpose of that. these
1: programs is to make the crime rate statistics look lower. Mm. What do you think, Jim?
3: Absolutely.
2: And by the way, the answer to the other person—see, I told you, I listen, I do it every, every
3: Saturday. <laughs> we love it.
2: The, answer to the other person who called in wanted to know what to do with his computer— I'd say going to buy an apple. You know <laughs> what I'm gonna say that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you have enough apple troubles I hear on your show.
2: I have it occasionally I do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I am tempted to call in, but you guys are talking about different stuff. I so.
2: know. Actually I've been trying to get you on as a guest a couple of times and uh, mm-hmm. every every time I think about it I forget to tell Joey. <laughs> so um uh, I love you on especially when we talk about you know, different viruses and hacking into things. Oh,
3: it'd be my pleasure. The news All the time. It'd be my
2: pleasure, Jim.
3: Anytime. Okay. All right, Eric. Have Thanks. a good day. Yeah, you too, Jim. Thanks. Bye. Yep. So the NSA is probably trying to get this kid, and they don't want to publish his name so that the, the Russians, <laughs> the Russians don't. Hire him. I guess that's true enough. Right, let's move. On. Let's move on to Terryville and Dale. Hey, Dale. What's I'm oh, sorry, Dave. What's up?
2: Hi, Eric. How you doing today?
3: Doing okay, I guess. How are you?
2: I finally listened to you long enough, and I I uh, I went I installed the OpenDNS on my computer. Wonderful. Uh, my question is, I have uh, K9 Defender on there?
3: You can take that off.
2: Okay. That was my
3: question. I had a feeling. Yeah. K9 does the same thing, just not as elegantly as OpenDNS does, and, uh, okay. and it, it can slow you down. So, yep, take that off, and you'll be much better. Very good. That's all I needed. All right, Dave. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. All right. Yep. Bye-bye. Yeah, K9, we had recommended for many, 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 many years. A great f- web filter and did a great job. Uh, but it, it just kind of bogs machines down sometimes because the logging it, it does uh, really kind of really slows the machine down. So you can remove K9 if you go to the OpenDNS technology, which is, again, a nice safe way uh, to browse the Internet. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock if you want to get on just before the top of the hour here. one 800 522-WTIC. There's an article I saw here. Um, 25% of businesses are being targeted with crypto jacking in the cloud. These are all due to mismanaged cloud systems. And uh, basically what's happening is these uh, folks are now targeting you in the cloud. You've got your servers in the cloud, in the uh, AWS cloud or Azure or whatever it might be. And they're trying to get in as you, as administrators of your public cloud. And then they're spinning up servers so that they can – Use them to mine fake money, (laughs) called Bitcoin. (laughs) So they're using your real money and your real resources to mine fake money. Um, And this is a bigger problem than you'd think. Uh, It's looking at 25% um, are being affected by this. And uh, there's also... uh, so that's crypto jacking. Uh, risky configurations, 51%. Um, and many of them are missing high-level security patches in the cloud. That's 24%. Um, so there's you, you stick your stuff in the cloud. You think you're going to have the IT guys are all taking care of everything for you. Uh, but you're finding that your stuff's mining fake money, and you're not updated and supported, and uh, you've got risky wide-open configurations. And I don't know how many examples we've given over and over again of, of uh, improperly configured uh, Amazon cloud uh, silos where all your data is just sitting out there uh, because some dingling left it wide open. Um, you, know, you spend all this time and money. The uh, companies that have been hit, hit recently, these are major companies, 27% of organizations experienced potential account compromise, including major companies Uber, Tesla, OneLogin, Avaya, uh, Germalto. never heard of those guys. Uh, so we'll put a link up here. Risky configurations were FedEx, DeepRoot Analytics, Under Armour. Uh, You've heard these in the news. So I'll put a link here. You can read it for yourself. Uh, But it would be kind of embarrassing to have your cloud mining cryptocurrency, and you're paying for the CPU cycles with real cash, real cash, (laughs) real greenbacks covering the fake mining of fake currency. Uh, You can't make it up. This is the world we live in. And uh, it just cracks me up uh, because they charge you uh, for every CPU cycle, every bit you're moving in and out of there in that cloud. They're going to... charge you. And of course, the criminals don't want to pay for it. And it costs a lot of money to have a bunch of computers in your basement mining cryptocurrency. So they just steal your cloud. So I want to thank you guys for joining us on this uh, Drury Saturday morning. Thank you, Mike, for posting everything live. Everything we talked about has been posted, tweeted in Facebook out there at computertalkwithtab.com if you missed it. Uh, you can also find our podcast out there as well as over at WTIC. Dot com. Our podcasts are made available to you a couple days after our program, and uh, you can go ahead and listen to the, listen to our show that way. So, uh, again, thank you guys for joining us. See you next week.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours